all eyes are on Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers' new offense. And the question is, can old Ben learn Matt Canada's new tricks? Welcome to the Steelers' update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The curtain goes up Saturday night on the 2021 version of Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers' new-look offense. The Steelers' third preseason game versus the Detroit Lions at Heinz Field will be the closest thing to regular season action until the real games begin in September. At age 39, Ben Roethlisberger will make his 18th season debut for the team but this will be the beginning of a new Pittsburgh era. Big Ben will be bent on her center, not standing tall back in the shotgun. He will be on the move, not firing off short passes in mere nanoseconds after the snap. And he will be handing it off, not patting those sky-high pass attempt stats. It's all part of coordinator Matt Canada's new offense designed to maximize play action and the run-pass option. It plays right into the hands of the Steelers' number one draft pick, rookie running back Najee Harris. But it doesn't really fit their near-40 future Hall of Fame quarterback who grew comfortable in the shotgun and with getting rid of the football. How Big Ben, his aging body, that surgically repaired throwing elbow and those shaky knees respond to all the mobility requirements of Matt Canada's game plan will largely determine which way this season goes. Our first glimpse of this comes Saturday night at Heinz Field. In reality, fans will be feasting their eyes on a remade Steelers team. Ownership is leaving nothing to chance. And no roster move is off the table. The Steelers are going all in on 2021. General Manager Kevin Colbert is still making trades. The latest to bring in a cover middle linebacker, Joe Schobert, who's showing up not just Robert Spillane, who he will supplant, but former first-rounder Devin Bush. More on this major defensive move in a minute. But the sum total of all the Steelers' moves tell us this will be a new Steelers team with a totally different approach to winning football games. Roethlisberger won't be sitting in the shotgun and dinking and dunking those short passes. The Steelers' attack will be Pittsburgh poetry in motion. Plenty of play action, a power running game, and the long ball to blow the lid off the defense. On the other side of the football, the Steelers' defense is set to swarm again. The plan is to be all over the quarterback with a ferocious pass rush, then poach plenty of turnovers off the harried passer's mistakes. This is a return to the Steelers of old and the proven Pittsburgh formula for winning, namely running the ball controlling the clock, and turning over your opponent far more than you turn it over to them. That's what Kevin Colbert and company have been building with all the moves throughout the offseason and in the draft. And that's the 2021 team poised to take the field Saturday night in Pittsburgh. It just might be the beginning of a new-look Steelers attack that could take this team unheralded as they once were 
deep into the postseason. That's what's at stake. But it all begins with how comfortable Big Ben looks in that new offense that will require him to move more and pass less than he ever has in recent memory. We preview the game, scrutinize Roethlisberger's transition, and review all the big moves Colbert is making and still needs to make to shore up T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. It's all here in this jam-packed, ready-for-the-real-games edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column Thursday morning on Penn Live. It will have all the best memes bringing this very hopeful Steelers story to life. But right now, let's get right to it. Reports out of training camp is Ben Roethlisberger has been dialing it back in practice, so he's strong down the stretch of the regular season. It's the exact opposite of what he did last season and in the preseason leading up to it. But now the wraps come off Saturday night. Here is Mark Caboli with The Athletic taking a close look at Big Ben as he prepares very differently for a very, very different 2021. Caboli begins the piece with this very apt description of Roethlisberger as a lion in winter, or a stealer in winter, if you will. He is 39 years old, 18-year veteran, two years removed from major elbow surgery, and months from admittedly getting worn down during a failed stretch run. So what did Caboli discover by charting every move Roethlisberger made in a recent practice? Well, he writes this, quote, there is a concerted effort to minimize his throwing, not specifically reps in team drills, but more the meaningless throws made just for the sake of throwing. Quote, last year I threw thousands of balls in the offseason because we were rehabbing, Roethlisberger said. This year it has gone back to the normal routine of throwing here, doing a little bit at home with the trainer, but mostly taking time off. I took a lot of time off from throwing, so I hope and think and really believe it will pay dividends this year, unquote. Roethlisberger's schedule of a full day of practice followed by a half day followed by a day off has been in place for more than five years, Caboli writes. Then he proceeds to detail everything that unfolds in this particular Steelers practice, focusing on every move Big Ben makes and doesn't make. Ben's practice in Caboli's piece ends this way, quote, practice finishes and Roethlisberger heads to the locker room after a day when he had some good throws and some bad ones. He threw only 90 passes, 32 of which were in a team period setting, unquote. That's not a lot of work, especially in a new offense. And Caboli isn't the only Steelers scribe scrutinizing Big Ben in training camp at this pivotal moment in the Steelers' franchise, but also in Ben's waning career. Here is the take of Chris Adamski with Trib Live previewing Roethlisberger's 2021 unveiling at Saturday night's preseason game versus the Lions. Quote, 
Roethlisberger not only had what might have been his busiest workday of camp, he also might have had his best practice of camp. Roethlisberger's short throws appeared to have zip, his long throws were largely on target, and his movement in and out of the pocket seemed limber. It, it's another peek at the new Matt Canada offense, what it could look like. Roethlisberger ran plenty of bootlegs after taking snaps under center. His throws on the run, for the most part, were accurate, unquote. That's the observation in practice. Of course, Saturday will reveal the Matt Canada offense under Big Ben in reality, or at least as much the Steelers are willing to show in the preseason. Here's more on what we could see, courtesy of Joe Rutter with Trib Live. Quote, Sure, it will be a scaled-back version of the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense that Roethlisberger runs when he makes his preseason debut against the Detroit Lions. The Steelers aren't going to unwrap all of the trappings that Canada is bringing to the system until the season opens September 12th at Buffalo. Still, it will be the first chance for players, fans, coaches to see how efficiently the 39-year-old quarterback has grasped Canada's offense since it first began to take shape at organized team activities back in May. Quote, I think Ben is right where he wants to be, Canada said Tuesday after practice. He's playing very well. He's worked extremely hard to bring along the guys up front. We have a young guy in the backfield, a young guy at tight end. He's worked extremely hard to get everyone on the same page, unquote. On the first day of training camp, it wasn't like that, as the Trib Live article continues. Roethlisberger said he was, quote, not even close to feeling comfortable calling the offensive plays and pointed to the frequency he had to check the play sheet on his wrist. Canada believes the 18-year veteran has found his comfort zone in recent weeks. Quote, the few changes we've had in our offense, the tweaks we've had in terminology, he's embraced those and learned them and is teaching everyone else around him, Canada said. Well, that's the take from Trib Live, but on Saturday, Steelers fans will get to see for themselves. Now expect to see Big Ben in the starters for several series in the third preseason game, that matchup at home versus Detroit. Ben will no doubt be used sparingly because, hey, at this late date, we can't have any injuries. So he's going to get to run a few series with the starters, but then that's it. Of course, everyone in Pittsburgh wants to see another quarterback anyway, namely Dwayne Haskins. As we last saw him, Haskins was bucking for the number two spot behind Big Ben, looking to edge out Mason Rudolph as the backup, and he was making a strong bid to do so in that last preseason action versus Philadelphia. The question is, will Haskins get any snaps with the starters? It remains to be seen if he is even first off the bench after uh, Big Ben exits versus the Lions. Regardless, Haskins has made his Steelers mark and could be carving out a bright future in Pittsburgh, it just might not happen in 2021, but that's okay. Here's Mark Caboli on the rise of the Ohio State QB with the Steelers. Quote, when the Steelers signed him, the debate was whether he could make the team. 
Not only is he a keeper, he's challenging for the number two job. There's only one thing left to do for him to secure the backup job, and it sure looks like that is not going to happen. With Roethlisberger set to start against the Lions, Haskins once again won't be afforded something he has earned, working with the best against the best, starters versus starters. So, given that uh, assumption from Caboli, don't look for Haskins to supplant Mason Rudolph for the number two role this season. But that's okay, because for Haskins, it really is all about 2022 and beyond. A long future with the Steelers could lay in waiting for him if this early indication is that he's headed in that direction. That's the argument radio host Mark Madden is uh, making, and he writes this for Trib Live. Quote, Mason Rudolph is going to be the Steelers' number two quarterback. He has performed well enough during the preseason to maintain that, and he's played adequately for the Steelers during the regular season games in his limited opportunities. But Haskins might be doing well enough to legitimately compete for the number one spot after Ben Roethlisberger retires. Backup and starter are two different jobs. Haskins' primary concern should be the long game. Indeed, life after Big Ben might not be a bust for the Steelers, as so many predicted. And it's all thanks to the move general manager Kevin Colbert made to sign Haskins, a former first-round pick, off the scrap heap down in Washington, D.C. That was in the early days of the offseason. Colbert wasn't done, however, not by a long shot. In fact, he's still making moves right up to the start of the season. The latest? to shore up the middle of that defense, especially the coverage ability at the middle linebacker spot. Enter Joe Schobert from the Jacksonville Jags. He comes to claim a couple of jobs in that Steelers D. Here again is Mark Madden writing for Trib Live about the trade that was actually a damning indictment of two current Steelers on that defense. Quote, Joe Schobert will start at middle linebacker. He already is running with the first team and will make the calls on defense sooner, not later. The Robert Spillane phenomena is over. Spillane will be remembered for one big hit on Derrick Henry and little else. Schobert can cover. Spillane can't. Schobert has a pedigree. He's a former pro bowler who had 141 tackles last year. Spillane doesn't. He went undrafted. A big move like getting Schobert after training camp started indicates desperation. It also shows dissatisfaction with Spillane. Schobert can make a difference. Schobert says he could be the lone linebacker in the dime defense. And if that's true, that would be quite an indictment of Devin Bush, or maybe his knee is 100% after that surgery last season. Unquote. That's a great take from... Mark Madden on the impact of Schobert, the Steelers' quote, desperation to go out and get him, but not just to supplant Spillane, the undrafted guy on that defense, but also perhaps to take a lot of the burden off of Devin Bush, who was actually drafted in the top 10 just two years ago. 
So this is a huge move, and Schobert could be about to show up both Spillane and possibly Devin Bush. This is a surprise, and it is a Steelers concern. Here is Ed Bouchette with The Athletic analyzing the Schobert impact on the former top 10 pick, Devin Bush, whose fortunes appear to be in decline in Pittsburgh. Quote, the Steelers did not just trade for Schobert to replace Spillane. They did so because they still don't know what they have in Devin Bush. As defensive coordinator Kevin Butler noted, Bush's play will dictate how they use him. If he comes around physically to what he was before the injury, they won't have to take him off the field because instead of deploying a dime defense with six defensive backs, they can just play the nickel with five in the secondary, four linebackers, and a two lineman. Bush can stay on the field with Sobert. That's what Butler and the rest of them hope they can do. But they aren't waiting. And already, Bouchette reports the Steelers have stripped Bush of the green dot on his helmet and given it to Schobert. He will be the field general of this defense, and he will be the one wired in with the coaches. Bush, on the other hand, still must live up to his potential in Pittsburgh and live down that knee injury. Once again, here is Bouchette on Bush's so far unfulfilled promise in Pittsburgh. Quote, what attracted the Steelers so much to Bush was his Ryan Shazier-like ability, the quickness and speed and playmaking talent. They sent Denver their first and second round draft picks in 2019, along with their third rounder in 2020, in order to move from tw uh, pick number 20 in the first round up to pick number 10 to draft Bush. He played well as a rookie with two interceptions, four recovered fumbles, and a touchdown in 15 starts. His five games last season, he had none of the three. Schobert intercepted seven passes over the past two seasons. Among the many things he brings with him is the ability to cover tight ends, something the linebacker he replaced, Robert Spillane, could not do. Thursday night in Philadelphia, Bush also had trouble covering, perhaps because he still hasn't finally recovered or fully recovered from that knee injury. Unquote. Great stuff from Bouchette on the impact of Schobert on two linebackers in that Steelers defense. And whether Bush fully recovers and rises to reach his full potential remains to be an open question. But in Joe Schobert, the Steelers have secured themselves some very fine insurance. It's a great move. Now we just hope Bush can put in the work to prove that he too belongs on that nasty, nasty Pittsburgh D. It's something to watch. As always, there is something to watch. And one of those things is any update on the unsettled contract situations of two Steelers stars. First, T.J. Watt, who is continuing his hold in at training camp, that is, showing up but not practicing. Mark Madden writes that Watt reportedly wants $100 million in guaranteed money, something history shows the Steelers just will not do. Here's more from Madden. Quote, the biggest guarantee ever given by the Steelers is $37.5 million to Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers do not guarantee money beyond the signing bonus. If the Steelers give Watt what he wants, they will forever shatter their longtime business model. 
They will do it for an edge white rusher, not a quarterback, not a cornerback, not a left tackle, but an edge rusher, unquote. Now, that is strong stuff from Madden that indicates this deal is not going to get done in the current form. So Watt could wait. But what about safety Minka Fitzpatrick? Madden writes this, quote, Minka makes just $2.7 million this year and is due a new contract after the 2022 season. Fitzpatrick has been a first-team All-Pro each of the past two seasons, just like Watt. And if Watt gets the most money ever at his position, what will Fitzpatrick want, unquote? Good question from Mark Madden. But if Watt keeps demanding that $100 million guaranteed, Minka might be the one getting paid before the season starts. In other words, the Steelers will shift their focus from signing Watt to signing Minka. That could happen. Again, we have to wait and see, and we'll be watching it all right here on your Steelers Update Podcast, which is fresh with a new episode every Wednesday afternoon. Sign up wherever you sign up for your favorite podcast and download it fresh every Wednesday. And of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news.